Once upon a time, there was a little boy called Howard who loved writing stories. Little Howard dreamed of being a writer And so he sat down to every nighter But everything he wrote was fucking shite, yeah wubba dubba do wubba dubba do Worst writer in the world 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 He's a stupid Rubbish writer. Welcome to the worst writer in the world with me, Rufus, and he likes his food, he likes his drinks, he's going to tell you what he thinks. It's... Howard Longleaf. Yeah. Hooray. Thank you to the British Comedy Guide for hosting this show. Thanks to all of our lovely patrons on Patreon for supporting of this show. And thanks to you for listening to this show, despite... All the things that's wrong with you. <laughs> yeah, one, stupid. <laughs> Two, cheapskate. <laughs> see, I was planning just to kind of imply oh. that you went for it. You, okay, you were like, yeah. no, let's get specific. Well, I've got a big list. I've got a big list. Of, like, I've been making it for some time. All right, so should we have a look at the plot so far? What's happened in this story until now, Howard? Oh, well, um, Samuel Fell, a... Um, yes. A pro-chemist. A pro-chemist. Uh, uh, has been, um, what's the word, drafted in by the Freedom Party to break into <laughs> Gold Stroke Silvertown and restore freedom yes. to the world by making um, a really, really bendy, a really, really bendy <laughs> drink. Yeah. So he's taken over someone's life, right? He has taken over Mortimer Sykes' yeah. life in a manner that we don't need to go into again. Uh, or maybe we do, because there's this a lot more to that, isn't there? By cutting his fingertips off and um, having Mortimer Sykes' glued on to his own fingertips and cutting yes. his eye out and having Mortimer Sykes' eye glued in. I mean, basically, basically glued, in. glued in where his eye was. Yeah. So that he can fool iris and fingerprint readers... And then he's gone mm -hmm. to Silvertown to take over um, this guy's job, right, as a <laughs> as a pro chemist working for Basilius Rex, who is the son of the president. And yes. and we met in the last episode. We met Basilius Rex at a party where he was getting yeah. uh, out to make very bendy drinks for him. But then at the end, right. he turned out not to be the fop that he was pretending to be, but actually Ooh. much more intelligent and sinister. Oh, yeah. And also the woman that Samuel has decided he's in love with after three seconds. Blue woman. Uh, she's dating Oh, yeah, yeah. She's dating yeah, Basilius. Yeah. Red-headed Smurf. Yeah. Blue Smurf woman is dating Basilius, but Samuel fancies her because he looked at her once. <laughs> <laughs> All right, let's get on with the episode, shall we, please? Yes, please. <laughs> Ruined your catch. All right, so Samael is getting to know the main villain of this story, Basilius Rex, mm -hmm. at his drugs and torture party. <laughs> okay. I figured I'd find you here talking politics, I presume. Mm. They turn. Bridget flinches ever so slightly at Basilius's face. Oh, yeah, she's sleeping with him, right? <laughs> you told me you were a gorilla under there. You lied to me. <laughs> <laughs> yes, well, um, I, I was amazed that you believed it, to be honest. <laughs> I'm still surprised that you, that you accepted that just because I have a beard on one side of my face. 
Dearest Bridget, you can read me like a book. He kisses her. She looks at Samael, who looks at her with distaste. Basilius places his mask back on. Come inside. It's cool tonight. Your skull will get chilly. (laughs) (laughs) Your skeleton's probably cold. And you know why a grant likes it warm. They head up the garden, but Samael hangs back. Sykes? I'll be in. Basilius and Bridget and the bodyguards head inside. She casts a look back. When they are gone, Samael lets the tears for Shin out and cries wholeheartedly because she was his best friend, as we all remember from that ten minutes they spent together when he mostly insulted her and she couldn't speak more than three words of English. I mean, no, fair enough. He is upset that someone died and he had to do it. Um, But at the same time, I feel like... All right, well, I mean, the second draft will make it his wife. <laughs> no, he's, he's traumatised because he just had to help someone die. That's, that's a horrific thing to do, even if you don't know them. <laughs> yeah. When he has finished, he composes himself and heads in. So Samael has taken over Mortimer Sykes' life. Mm-hmm. He's been to a party at Basilius Rex's house with hot redhead Bridget Astor. But now it's the next day and time for him to go to work. Oh, shit. Yeah, OK, let's see how he copes with that. See if he knows what his job is and how to do it. Yeah, if, there's, if, if there's no pipetting involved, I think he's going to be in trouble. <laughs> he might be in trouble, yeah. Mm. Wait a minute, you're saying my job is not pipetting, like pipette master? Mm. Uh, no, that's not that's not a job. But, uh, you, uh, uh, yes, uh, you, what? You've been going to an office and pipetting every day, but they don't pay you. <laughs> yes, I'm not surprised they don't pay you. That's no, no one employs a pipetta. Mm. Cut to exterior biotech building, Canary Wharf day. The sun shines on another clean and easy day in Londinium. Wow. (laughs) (laughs) Wow, they changed the name as well. They're like, you know, London just doesn't sound rich enough, does it? So can we call it Londinium, do you think? Mm. Anyone anyone want to call it Londinium? Sounds a bit like a laboratory. Yes, but (laughs) I I still feel... Why do I feel like Londinium sounds like the name of a laboratory? What? (laughs) Where's that coming from? Like my know. first thought when I read Londinium, I'm like, that sounds like a lavatory. Why is that? Don't know. When I hear Londinium, I think that's the kind of thing that a cyberman would like go drilling for to try and find <laughs> in London. <laughs> I'm looking for some Londinium. If I find it, I can have London. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's not as good as Ballerania, mm. but it's still pretty good. Maybe because like the Dunny can Londinium Dunny can is it Dunny can? I don't often call the toilet the Dunny London can. can. <laughs> I'm just going to go to the Londinium can. I'm just going to the Londinium can. Are you going? Are you going for an, what? Are you going for are you going for a Londini one or a Londini <laughs> two? two? Yeah. Mm. All right. So the sun shines on another clean and easy day in Londinium. Black and white clothed workers commute to work. If they're wearing black and white, that means they're like silver people, right? That was what we learned when he Cyberman. went to that. Ooh, it's just got good. Just got good. They really are no, drilling for no, Dundinium. No, no, I remember. I remember conflict. The, the, the presence of Cybermen does not guarantee good in a Howard script. Mm. And I've watched Doctor Who. The presence of Cybermen definitely does not guarantee good in, in anything. That's true, yeah. All right. So among them is Samael. Mm. He heads into biotech. 
good um, movie sounding company name biotech Bio doesn't yeah. really like it's like <laughs> biotech like you know drug company <laughs> now it is though right those mm-hmm. that kind of name is exactly what you get in movies yeah so interior biotech reception samael passes through the biometric barriers installed with print readers and iris readers mm-hmm. to the list beyond that's hand readers right print readers are hand readers mm. right Cut to interior biotech office day. A vast, modern, open-plan office in silver, white and glass. In the centre of the office is a circular room sealed off by glass walls. Colon, the file room. (laughs) The file room. That's a shame that it's... I I think I'm instantly saying, everyone, this office is not linear... It's circular, <laughs> there will be no pissing. No pissing here. involved. All right, so the file, like the file room, as in where they keep their filing cabinets. <laughs> <laughs> Is that what it means? Yeah. Like the, where the Cybermen the keep their filing this... cabinets, yeah. Because <laughs> yeah, that's what I was going to say, right? This feels very reminiscent of conflict. Yeah. <laughs> and where you're like, oh, what's an office? I've, what, when was the last time I went to an office? I don't know, at school. Probably at school. I remember the offices had filing cabinets in them, so mm. it's probably, probably if you go into an office, what they have in the middle is a big circular glass-walled office so you can see the filing cabinets. <laughs> so everyone can see them at all times. Yeah. And as you walk, as you go to the toilet, you can have a little look at the lovely filing cabinet room. Yeah. <laughs> a couple of Cybermen in there looking for the Daleks' <laughs> doomsday weapon. <laughs> He's looking for files. He does have to look for files. I remember that now. Does he? Yeah. <laughs> and does he at any point go into a primitive state of hibernation? <laughs> <laughs> Confusingly. And is his Caltron active? I just think, I mean, like, uh, yeah, I mean, his Caltron obviously is active. <laughs> what else? The sound of a hundred keyboards tippy-tapping away. Not people. <laughs> no. <laughs> no, like precisely a hundred keyboards yeah, well, tippy-tapping. Well, people don't tippy-tap, do they? If, if I try and write on them, they don't make that sound. That's the keyboard that makes that sound. <laughs> and not unless you ask them to first. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I'm going to prod you. I'm going to prod you with my fingers. Would you say tippy-tap, please? <laughs> Samuel works at a computer at his desk. What is he doing? Tippy-tapping, I suppose. That's the job of 100 people here. (laughs) What is his job? What is their job? What does this biotech company do? What is he typing? I mean, he's just got there. How does he know what to type? (laughs) Is he just writing his diary or what's going on? Has he ever met a keyboard before? No, but he's he's giving it a good go. Okay, woke up, got the the silver train to work, Um, arrived at work. No one noticed that I I am a tramp. (laughs) No one seemed to look twice at me. Got in lift, came upstairs, wrote in computer, watched A-Team and other things in bed. (laughs) Yeah, no, I've no idea. Next thing he does, he examines the fingers of his right hand. For th- for three fingers and a thumb, there is no longer any sign of the operation. Wow, brilliant! Impressive, except for that wool, <laughs> that wool still <laughs> yeah, yeah. still sticking out of yeah, it. Yeah, yeah, with yeah, yeah. This, this this goes all the way down and to the to, to the, <laughs> the bottom floor where Morton <laughs> the Sykes is, is still attached to the other end. Yeah, yeah. Mm. yeah. 
Okay, so for three fingers and a thumb, there is no longer any sign of the operation. Yeah. That, that bit about wool, that was just us messing about. He didn't actually use wool. There were no knitting needles involved. Mortimer Sykes is not still attached to him by the thread. Right. None of that's true. All right, no, the, the operation was perfect. However, Ooh. the index fingertip Shit. is a less healthy colour and there is a distinct line where the donor tip was attached. Donor tip. Oh, shit. The donor tip. Yeah. So if you look carefully at his index finger as well, that's the most prominent finger. Mm. Um, so he, he can't go around pointing at things. Cause people are gonna... <laughs> yeah. Because what happens is when he is when he when he points his finger forwards, what happens is it just kind of slides round, <laughs> and then his like nail, his nail is just yeah, like excuse me, just put, always just facing south, yeah. south, south down, south. <laughs> you still think south means down? You still haven't learned that. So, Samael pokes the fingertip to see how sturdy it is, or whether it has any feeling. Oh. Opposite Samael is a guy called Earl. <laughs> Earl is a goofy kind of guy, ageing, <laughs> ageing, slow of mind but effusive of spirit. <laughs> Sykes, you're smart. Take a look at this. Samael stands and goes to look at Earl's screen. <laughs> Almost immediately, he sees the problem. You haven't turned it on. <laughs> Almost. You can't turn it on. How long have you worked here? <laughs> it's the wrong way round. That's like that's the back of your screen. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's the back of your screen. Yeah. That's why you can't see anything on it because you're yeah. looking at the leads, <laughs> looking at the cables. Yeah, I thought my chair was in a different place today, but I didn't bother moving it. I've been sitting here staring at the back I've of my been, computer for three hours. I've been pressing it. I've been pressing the corner of it. Nothing's been happening. Yeah, but it looks like it's not that. I mean, I assumed it was going to be upside down or wrong, but no, it's it's it it looks. It looks like there's more. So Samael says, wrong way round. He doesn't say it's there. He says, wrong way round. And Earl says, huh? Oh, yes, the, the script says, huh. So he's asking, what, what on earth do you mean? Huh. Samael says, the three and the eight. The numbers three and eight are the wrong way round. Oh, like in his work. It's not his screen. I thought. I, th I honestly thought there was something wrong with his screen. Like it was a, tech a technical problem. I, my screen doesn't seem to be working. I didn't think it was actually just backward, like back to no, front. No, no, but... no, yeah. no he's, I don't think that, I don't think that Samuel's there to work in IT. I think he's there as a, <laughs> as a kind of like scientist or something. So I suppose he's like looking at, looking at the math. Well, he's got that white coat on, hasn't he? He's got, <laughs> he's got that white, white coat, coat on. So he's definitely... looking at the math and he's saying like, yeah, you know, um, no. Here, where you've inputted your age as 38, it should be 83. And he's like... Mm. <laughs> I mean, I, lo I love the, I love the, like, because I know, like, scriptwriters often, like, foolishly, mm. often try and show off a bit of science knowledge, don't they? They'll, they'll be like, they'll, <laughs> they'll say something, say something quite complex, right? <laughs> to, but just a bit of it. So they're like, yeah, you know, yeah, oh, yeah. No, I see your photon milk has gone off. Right? <laughs> Throw some stupid words yeah. in to make to make most people go, yeah. oh, it sounds like science. I believe you. Yeah. But you don't. You're like, no, the three and the eight are the wrong way. <laughs> <laughs> yes, yeah. you got two numbers back to front. That's all it is. It's fine. <laughs> so Samuel says the, the the three and the eight are the wrong way round, hmm. and Earl replies, "What? Oh, good golly, yes! How did I cope without you? The last chappie, oh dear, but you're a windfall, Sykes. Hmm. So the last chappie wouldn't 
basically come over to his computer and say, no, you've done a really stupid thing with those two numbers. <laughs> yeah, you're 83, to... not 38. Get it right, you fucking idiot. <laughs> oh, you're wonderful. The other, the last chap, he just like, told me to fuck off and stop asking him stupid questions. <laughs> yeah, because what was it? I mean, yeah, he's looking at a screen and, and, and it says 42 plus 41. And this guy, Earl, he's put 38. And Sam was like... <laughs> Yeah. No, no. What you've yeah. done here is what you've 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 failed to add. <laughs> not, not adding words. You've you just, just like guessed some numbers. Right, right. I mean, amazing. <laughs> you got the right numbers at all, but in the wrong order. That's really surprising. But yeah, well, next time, actually do adding. Yeah. Can you explain what adding is to me? <laughs> now that you get this job, <laughs> I don't know. I don't even know. I don't even know what the job is. It's just numbers on a screen. It's very possible that I don't work here, and I just wandered <laughs> in from the street. All right. So Bridget has appeared. Wow. Yeah. Well, they have some amazing technology in Silvertown, don't they? Like, they got fucking teleportation. Yeah. Bridget says, found a new boyfriend, Earl. Wow. Because she is Annalisa, right? As we discovered. <laughs> Try and do these lines in any other voice, yes. and it doesn't work because she's got to be fucking quirky. <laughs> yeah. So Bridget says, found a new boyfriend, Earl. And Earl says, Bridget, I'd marry him tomorrow if the wife would let me. Wow. He's quickly turned on to someone, isn't he? If they just come up and say, swap the eight and the three around. He's going, oh, my God. <laughs> let's what get married. Fucking, let's get married. Let's yeah, get married, yeah. <laughs> All right, so Samael smiles and moves away towards the file room, mm. brushing past her as he goes. She looks affronted. Samael stands nearby at the water cooler. What just happened? Did he just sexually assault her? <laughs> I don't think he just. I think he, he he just ignored her and fucked off, did he? Oh, okay, okay. Did he say anything to so her? So it's not the it's not that he brushed past her and she's like, "Hey, don't fucking touch me." This oh, is right. So you think like he grabbed her ass on the way? I know. I just. I mean, brush pa- brushing past someone can be unpleasant if someone does it too. Well, it can, if Tom does it at all, and then I say, "Let's just make some fucking space and stop brushing past me." But certainly, it can be very unpleasant, can't it? Yeah. I mean, his name is Sam Asphalt, isn't it? That's his name. <laughs> Name, Sam Asphalt, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That is the name of like a type of tarmac, though. Mm. <laughs> it's not as bad as you think. He's like, you know, but the, the, in, in this society, though, I think it's fine to go around touching other people's asses because you're like, no, I just wanted to check it with yours and you hadn't had it transplanted. Uh, that's all I'm doing. I'm not doing anything just weird. Just checking that your ass is not rotting because <laughs> you recently had it transplanted and you don't, and it didn't take. But no, this seems to be a proper arse. And I, I, basically, I go around pinching people people's bums. And if they don't go, uh, get off, then I know that it, I know it's a fake bum. Yeah. And then I arrest them. <laughs> if they don't say anything and their arse comes off, then I know. <laughs> That's when I know. A man exits the file room. Mm-hmm. The door remains open for a second Ooh. after him before closing. She's got one second window to get in that. That file room. When he is gone, Samuel goes to the file room door. He places his hand in the print reader and I in the iris reader. Yeah. Computer says, access denied. <laughs> yeah, and then he gets arrested. It's like, what are you trying to get in there for? <laughs> he turns to find Bridget on top of him. <laughs> so that's a surprise. Yeah. She's like sitting on his shoulders. Mm. Come on, let's go. Come on, I'm being quirky again. Let's <laughs> let's do a. You're my horsey. Mm. Come on, quick, pass me my loot. I'm going to play it while you run around going nay. Have you rediscovered the joy of life yet? 
How did you not know it was on your shoulder? I didn't, I didn't feel anything because they're not actually my shoulders. <laughs> no, you know how you used to have shoulder readers? Well, my brother Kofensi once had this plan. Oh, no, I'm not supposed to tell you this. Oh, no, fucking hell. Don't worry, I didn't believe you. No one's got a brother called Kofensi. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Is his name Kofensi Fell, then? Is that his full name, Kofensi Fell? Because, Samuel, <laughs> if they're actual brothers, that should be they should share a, share a surname, right? <laughs> so, anyway, he turns to find Bridget on top of him, but I don't think that means literally. I think she's just really close to him. He's metaphorically on top of him. Yeah, she's floating. Yeah. <laughs> Bridget says... <laughs> We're not... <laughs> yeah. yeah, I know that's not what metaphorically <laughs> it is. <laughs> Bridget says, we're not allowed in there. He nods and begins to move away and down a corridor. She pursues. Cut to interior corridor office day. Bridget says, hey, have I done something wrong? Mm. Samuel stops and turns back. No. Only, you've barely talked to me for the past week. Week? Mm-hmm. <laughs> I only got it yesterday. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, you think, I think it's unfair of me to say, uh, OK, I met you yesterday, but this past week, I mean, really, I'd say if you quantify the amount of time that you've spoken to me during this last week, it's maximum a day. <laughs> no, she says, only you've barely talked to me for the past week. Mm. Just getting used to the job. I'm not my boyfriend, you know. <laughs> Are you sure? <laughs> I mean, you could be if you wanted to. I mean, you know, no one's stopping you. <laughs> if, that's, if that's the lifestyle you want, what you want. it's fine, you know. Free, free, you know, you're free to explore whatever sexuality you prefer. You want to be your own boyfriend. I think you should go for it. I'm very open-minded. <laughs> now, what she means is that she is not Basilius Rex, mm. and while he might be a terrible, murdering, torturing despot, yeah, just because she's like, like sleeping with him yeah, and has a relationship with, with him, him, doesn't mean that she's all a, also a bad person. She's a really good person mm. who's sleeping with a murderer. <laughs> I'm, I'm not my, I'm not my boyfriend, you know. <laughs> No, so why aren't we allowed in the file room? Is that where Rex keeps all his dirty little secrets hidden? Wow. Uh, Like the non-existent virus. Wow, he's really going for it. Wow, jeez. Not not really holding back here. She pushes him through an open door. Interior stockroom day. Uh Uh-oh, I've seen movies. I know what happens next. (laughs) It's a fucking sex scene, isn't it? I mean, I wouldn't be like not not in your writing, but just in movies in general. Just a sex scene suddenly happening between two characters who barely know each other and have no sexual chemistry whatsoever, mm. and that hasn't been set up or prepared for in any way, but just suddenly happens. Especially one written by a man where the woman instigates it. I would not be surprised, right? She pushes him into a into a stockroom and fucks him mm. for no reason. Yeah, you say that, but I mean, these characters have met. I've known each other for a long time. They met in London all those years ago, didn't they, when they went on that long walk and she took her to see her <laughs> dying grandmother. Took her to see her boobs. <laughs> <laughs> but then unfortunately discovered yeah, that know, there was no intimacy denied. and ran away to the park. Mm. <laughs> no, that, but hopefully that's not what's going to happen. She pushes him through an open door. Interior stockroom, day. Weary. Of people listening, she speaks quietly. I think that should say wary, right? No. 
she's tired of, or maybe maybe she is tired of people listening, so she can speak. Oh, people are always, every time I go into a stockroom to have a quiet conversation, there's always 10 people already in there fucking. So wary of people listening, she speaks quietly. If you want to sympathise, fine, but don't go shouting off about it. A lot of people here, including the kosher shades, have grown accustomed to their champagne breakfasts. <gasps> to having champagne oh for God, breakfast. Yeah. They don't want equality, so be careful who you talk to. Coal kissers have a tendency to mysteriously vanish. Okay, I'm going to need to analyse this um, this speech a bit because I ain't got a clue what it's talking about. All right, so if you want to sympathise, <laughs> fine. Sympathise, like sympathise with poor people. Because again, because so the plot is is that the virus doesn't exist, but they're they're claiming it does. And what's they claim it does? Like I guess UN inspectors or something can't come. And and be like, you know, what you're doing here is wrong. I don't know. Okay, so if if the EU yeah. turn up, they will fix inequality. Yes, <laughs> I think so. Yeah, brilliant. All right, EU excellent at fixing inequality. Mm. Um, historically, amazing at doing yeah. that. So Basilius Rex likes having loads and loads of money, and um, poor people not having money. Pretty standard for a rich person. Yes. Yeah. EU. Bunch of socialists want to turn up and take his money. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. So it's kind of this kind like I guess um, Basilius Rex is kind of an Ayn Randian character of like he's mm. like I'm I made all this or to put it another way I inherited it from my dad mm-hmm. and all these governments want to come and take it away from me and then they'll probably just they'll probably just make chairs out of it they'll probably steal all my money and just put it in the shape of a chair that they can sit on mm. and like uh, no Basilius they're gonna use it to build roads and for healthcare. No, they won't. They'll just make chairs out of it. <laughs> this is my understanding of yeah, Ayn Rand's no, philosophy. It's, it's it's very basically, that is basically what it is. Mm. Governments come and take your money and then do nothing with it. Mm. They just want it. And so it's very important for rich people to just hold on to all their money um, for reasons. Yeah, no, fair enough. <laughs> Don't keep my money... Hidden. Yeah, you're not a rich person. Big pile. Howard. <laughs> Keep it in my pile. In my like that know. pile. That pile is tiny. And it's I like a tiny to, you pile. Know, I like to jump into it and go swimming in it. <laughs> That's just you're just sitting on like three pounds. Yeah, That's just you sitting on three it's pounds doing so swimming like actions. A, I've, had to, I've, had, I've had to add all my money turned into one pence pieces in order to, <laughs> to like yeah. you know fill a bath. But that's it. And it still still doesn't come close. Still only covers the bottom. Yeah. All right, so um, a lot of people here, including the kosher shades. What are the kosher shades? Oh, so the co- yeah, so the kosher shades will be um, uh, rich people of colour. Oh, okay. Kosher is being used here to say, um, like you know, kosher meaning correct, correct meaning rich. I think, and that's the right. idea. Like they're not not lying about their social class. Yeah. So she. Oh, yeah, yeah. So she's saying like, uh, the these these rich people of color, they don't care about inequality because they're rich. They don't want to like help. Um. Um. You know, the people of the same cultural background as themselves. They just want their champagne for breakfast. Also, also tracks. You know, being a rich scumbag transcends race. Yeah, of course. Yeah. <laughs> Okay, so they're not going to sympathise with poor people because they've yeah. grown accustomed to their champagne for breakfast. Mm-hmm. Um, they don't want equality, so be careful who you talk to. Coal kissers yeah. have a tendency to mysteriously vanish. So coal kissers are poor sympath poor poor person sympathisers. Yeah, because poor people like work down coal mines, don't they? And that's what we know coming from Coville. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> All right. So Samael says, and you do you sympathise? I. 
understand. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Samuel snorts. <laughs> I see. You're here too. Look, you're just as much a humpty as I am. A humpty? Brilliant. You're just as much a humpty as I am. Yeah. You're here too. Look, you're just as much a humpty as I am. Not a humpty. You're, you're humpty. a humpty. You're a humpty. <laughs> and Samuel says, hardly, you're fucking a hate crime. <laughs> He's not holding back, is he? It's like he's just met her. He's, he seems very. He feels very safe just telling this woman. Oh, by the way, I'm also. My name's not really Morton Sykes. I'm my name's Samuel <laughs> Fell, and I had my eye and hands cut off so that I could pretend to be Morton Sykes and come into. Yeah. Oh no, I went too far. I think he's decided that he fancies Bridget Astor, and he's immediately like having opinions about her lifestyle choices. And he feels like he feels he feels like he owns her, and it's not right that she. Yeah. <laughs> yeah okay. Mm. So he, he, he's attracted to her, so he's telling her how she needs to change yes. her life. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Again, again, that's a realistic uh, mm. character. All right. Hardly, you're fucking a hate crime. Mm. Bridget, upset. Mm. Hey, the world is the world. We can't change it. Yes, we can, <laughs> and we start by taking sides. You've clearly chosen yours. And I have chosen mine when I let my brother cut my eye out and all my fingertips off so that I could come to rich, rich person world and, like, murder you all or yeah. whatever. I don't know what the what? fucking plan whatever is. The plan no one knows what the fucking plan, plan is. Yeah. He never told me that part. He told me, come and work here at the Pac-Man factory. That's what I do now. I'm helping program Pac-Man. And, oh, which way round the Pac-Man supposed to go? It's not a Pac-Man factory, isn't it? I mean, there's no such thing as a Pac-Man. What are you talking about? Well, that's what I was told. But go to the Pac-Man factory and make Pac-Man. Why would we need to make Pac-Man? That's a game from 50 years ago. Make it so that rich people can have it in their houses because rich people, that's how you can judge somebody's wealth on what kind of arcade games they've got in their big houses. <laughs> All right, so Samuel says, yes, we can, and we talk by taking sides. You've clearly chosen yours. He makes to leave. Mm. She stops him... Sl- she stops him. It says she stops him slamming the door closed, but I guess because that's confusing. It's like she stops him by slamming the door closed. Oh, yeah, not that yeah. she stops him from yeah, slamming yeah. the door Stop closed. Stop slamming the door closed, she says. <laughs> that's not going to help you leave. <laughs> no, you're right. I got that wrong. Didn't I? He makes the leave. She stops him by slamming the door closed. They are very close. Mm. Bridget says, I hate Basilius. Ooh. Samael, brackets, he doesn't believe. Really? So why, Bridget, to make him change his mind? Mm. And those words are underlined, so I have to say it like that. To make him change his mind. They realise they are close and personal and stand down. Sorry, I was a bit personal then. (laughs) (laughs) And I was a bit close. Yes, I was a bit close. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. Samuel says, mm, sorry. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Don't be. Don't. I I don't know why. I can't believe I actually told you that. You won't. I won't tell anyone. She nods. Shall we have sex now? <laughs> like, we're shut in a fucking storeroom. Do you want to fuck? Mm. Um, no, I'm at work. No. <laughs> okay. No, I won't tell anyone. She nods. 
I believe you. Okay. Pause. Okay. He opens the door. Hey, everyone, guess what she just said? <laughs> Quick, arrest her. All right, brilliant. Took the, took the attention away from me for a moment. Now I'm dating Bethlehem's wreck. And I can get close to him. <laughs> Hello, Bethlehem's. It's me, your girlfriend. <laughs> Are you sure? Uh, very very sure. sure. Yeah. My, name, my name's Bridget Astor. Look at my fingers. I just glued them on. I just cut them off and glued them on. Uh, I've got. You see my eye. I know it is strictly speaking just glued to the front of my face, but I didn't have Doctor White to do it for me, you know. So I had to do it myself. I haven't got a fucking clue what I'm doing. I'll believe you're my girlfriend if you just use my girlfriend Iris Reader first. <laughs> All right, then. OK, OK, that is correct. Yeah. You are Bridget People don't recognise. People don't know in this society, do they? They don't, in this society, they're just like, you know, they just believe the yeah. print from Iris Readers. Yeah, yeah, I think so. Well, no one knows what, apparently no one knows what Mortimer Sykes looks like or add a picture of him or anything. That's because your pinkies, your pinkies and your peepers are your ID in this uh, society. But Basilius wears a mask, right? Do yeah. we know it's got eye holes? <laughs> <laughs> Maybe he just can't see because his mask is covering his eyes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. You know, and he's like, "Are you my girlfriend?" No, yeah, I'm definitely yeah, your girlfriend. Yeah. All right, let's go and have sex. Well, yeah, no, it does have eyes, but they're just glued to the front of it, and they're not connected to his optic <laughs> nerve, so he can't see anything. Because just... he's not actually Basilius Rex. Yeah, just walking around with his dad's dad's eyeballs glued to his face. But now that'd be a twist and a half, right? Mm -hmm. If like, great, like, because he's going to realise eventually that Bridget is not Bridget Astor, but actually she's someone else who took Bridget Astor's place. <laughs> And she's yes. like, I came, I came from down from um, from Wales, where I'm from. You can tell by my accent, mm -hmm. and uh, took over. And my brother Kofensis, <laughs> my brother Kofensis. I'll tell you the truth. I'm not actually Basilius. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. My yeah. name, <laughs> my name's Dave Ielfell, and my brother Kofensis. <laughs> Thank you for listening to this episode of The Worst Writer in the World. If you would like more wonderful audio stuff by us, for example, the latest Gret Binchleaf book, which is called Gret Binchleaf Murder on the Melon Express. Ooh. And you can get it at patreon.com slash manbycow. Uh, well, that one for as little as $7 a month. And if you sign up for $7, you get access to a ridiculous amount of stuff immediately. But you can also get loads for just $2 if you think $7 is just a crazy amount of money to pay two people who, who bring you such joy. <laughs> <laughs> Joy. Thanks for listening. Bye bye, Milk. Bye bye, Milk. He's a stupid, suck ass, rubbish writer. Yeah.